Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Pipmas. My name is Akil Stokes and welcome back to the Trading Coach Podcast coming to you on a Christmas day. Merry Christmas to you. Happy Kwanzaa to you. Merry or uh, happy belated Hanukkah to you as well and anything else that I'm forgetting. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about the Santa Claus rally in the financial markets because it it makes sense seeing how this is Christmas Day. Now, I know you're spending uh, time with friends and family, so I'll try to keep this as short as possible. But I thought it was a cool little topic to discuss as I recently got asked if I thought there was going to be one this year. And obviously, my answer as usual is... I have no idea, but let's explain what this is. So what is the Santa Claus rally or the Santa rally? And what it typically means is that usually around this holiday time, you know, starting like um, typically like the week before Christmas and going into the first few days of January, we start to see kind of the stock market rally. And what causes this rally? By rally, I mean increase, you know, positive movement. And there are, there are three things that really cause this rally or three kind of ideas of why this rally is caused. Of course, you know, everything can't be tested and proven, but these are the theories that are out there and, and they make a lot of sense from, you know, everything I've heard, um, both watching the markets over the years and just knowing kind of what the inside looks like from uh, an investor's and a money manager's perspective. But the three things are end of year tax considerations, book settling, and I'll leave the third one as a little bit of surprise, but it's probably the most common sense one. So let's talk about the end of year tax considerations because we also have a lot of questions about taxes. Now, when it comes to taxes and your trading, my best advice is to consult a local accountant, a tax specialist, someone with an investment and finance background because there are gonna be different rules um, depending on where you're at, for example people I spoke to in the UK, they have, uh, let's say, much more gracious rules than we have here in the US, which is pretty cool. And you want to make sure that you can take advantage of them as much as you can, right? There are always little loopholes that you can jump through that are legal. You just got to know about them. And the, the fact of the matter is most people don't. So make sure you consult a tax specialist, tell them what you do, um, and they should be able to find the best way for you to pay what's needed to be paid, but not more than you need or, or should. But, you know, the tax uh, considerations that go into the Santa rally um, kind of follow up on that and, and something called tax loss harvesting. Now, you know, we know that many of us uh, get taxed on our capital gains. We get taxed on the money that we make from everything we do in life and, and, and trading is no different. However, what a lot of people don't know is that losses can help us as well. Now, I know this from firsthand experience. I know you guys see me as this super trader. I've been consistently profitable for, what, 10 plus years. But the first few years of trading, uh, specifically in the Forex market, were pretty rough. And, you know, something that I was really worried about after I had my first profitable year, I was all excited about turning profit and not being in a negative. And I was like, oh, crap, 
Like I probably got to pay some of this to Uncle Sam. And that was true. But what I didn't notice was that, hey, all of the losses that I took from the previous years, right, that could be used to offset some of my gains. And I was able to write those losses off. You can't write all of them off at once. There's a certain amount you can write off, but you can do it over a five-year period or whatnot. So we're seeing some of that as well. You know, think about it like this. If you had a big year, you made lots of profit in the market. Maybe you have a few positions that you're currently in that if you were to exit them right now, they would go out as a loss for the year end. That is a, a, a benefit, right? That is a benefit because that could be written off. Now, you got to be careful when you do it. You can't do it on like the last day of the month or whatever like that. But we're talking about around this time of basically mid, let's just call it December, the, the, the December months when you see a lot of this start to happen. So you'll see a lot of tax loss harvesting happening in the market where, you know, people are getting out of positions. They're taking their losses because they're going to use that to offset some of their wins. Um, you also have some people on the inside that get investment year bonuses, right? There are bonuses for performance, right? Trading is a performance sport. And especially if you're working for a prop firm or you're working for a firm, you may have certain incentives built into your contract, just like a professional athlete when you score a certain amount of goals or play a certain amount of games or whatever like that, where you get bonuses. So if you are at a position where you, you're holding a position, and if you were to exit that position for, let's say, profit, that would put you at that level where you receive that holiday bonus. It only makes sense to exit that position, put yourself at that level or above that level where you would receive your bonus, and then just go back and buy it up at the beginning of the year. So you see some of that happening as well. This is going to be very similar to kind of book settling, right? So book settling is kind of closing positions and, and getting stuff managed and you know potentially going all flat. We see this similar to uh, the summer periods of trading where the, the good old saying in the market is sell in May and go away. This is the time of year where a lot of us go on vacations, not just regular people, but your investment type people as well. And I can tell you what, the last thing that you want on your mind while you're on vacation and spending time with friends and family, the last thing you want is the stress of the market bothering you, an open position bothering you. I, I can't tell you how many times I've been on vacation with a, uh, a longer term position on and then I hear something on the news and like my, my, you know, my right eye just wanders over to the TV. What? And my wife's like, ah, get out the market. Don't you dare open up the computer. I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just going to check email. And then, you know, it's a chart sneaks up and whatever like that. But um, peace of mind is something that's key. So you see a lot of positions being closed due to that, or maybe a lot of positions, longer term positions being opened, whatever like that. Um, and what this happens is when I'm talking about longer term positions being open is when your typical institutional trader gets out of the market, it kind of changes the balance of the market, right? The, the market is full of different traders or, you know, to make it simple, retail traders and institutional traders. Institutional traders are like your, your big boys, retail traders are like myself, the, the small fish. When a lot of the institutional traders are no longer in the market, that leaves the market, the, the balance shifting more towards the retail trader. And in general, retail traders tend to be more bullish than bearish. Now, we're not talking trading. You keep in mind, we're talking more investing. We're talking about you know indices and individual stocks and stuff like that. We're not talking the Forex market where it's more consolidated. We're talking investing the S&P and, and, and stuff like that. Um, retail traders tend to be more, they, they tend to only buy. Uh, that, that's just what the majority of retail traders do. Um, so you have a lot more buyers in the market. And obviously that would push 
the market up. The last one, this is when I teased you about the third one. Um, this is kind of common sense. It's the holidays. People are happy, right? People are just, they have the holiday spirit. Maybe they got some year end bonuses from their job. You know, who knows what, like people are just happy. And we know that the market is kind of a representation of human behavior, right? The, even the charts from a technical perspective are nothing more than a visual representation of the actions of all the market's participants, right? When things are going good in the world, how do stock markets usually perform, right? Optimism, they usually perform good. It's everything is happy and safe and I can invest and make money. And then when things are going bad, everyone is panicking and taking their money out. And that's when you see crashes and stuff like that. So because the holiday spirit brings or holiday uh, season brings a, a general kind of spirit of happiness and, and optimism, you see that reflected in the market as well. Now, the big question, and this is something that's still being debated, is this real or is this random? And I feel like this is a, a bigger topic in trading in general, whether we're talking about advanced pattern formations, whether we're talking about double tops and double bottoms, whether we're talking about summertime trading, whether we're talking about really any type of theory out there in the market. The, the main thing that we want to test and discover as traders is, is it real or is it random? Because I can tell you, a lot of the stuff that you think is real is actually random and that's why you guys trade it and you don't actually make money off of it because it is just complete randomness and that's why we do all the testing and whatnot to avoid that but if you look at the Stock Traders Almanac, they actually looked at data from 1950 to uh, 2022, um, and it showed that roughly 80% of the time um, during this period, we did see some growth in the S&P. Now it's about 1.4%, so there may be something to it. Um, however, again, you still got to ask yourself, is it real or is it random? Because there's, there's something else out there called the January barometer. And this is kind of the, the thought that the results in the stock market in January will tell you whether, you know, how the year is going to be. So if January is a positive month, you can expect a positive year for the entire market. If January is negative, you can expect a negative year. And again, this is kind of it's 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 kind of taking the information and make it work for you because again you can ask yourself the question if january was up 0.000001% does that still mean that's going to be a positive year or if january was up a massive number but we finished the year up 0.00001% we would look at that as a negative because we would all lose money if we invested after january but the year technically can, you know, technically was above water, technically finished in profit. You know, you can also look at the case that historically, I, I think, you know, the, the stock market has ended positive about like 70% of the time. So the numbers are always going to be heavily weighted towards like, we are more likely to end positive than negative in the stock market. So again, you know, you can read these numbers and, and look at these stats, but you got to look at them with a grain of salt because sometimes we can turn randomness into real but the fact of the matter is the santa claus rally um it has some backing to it whether it's legit or or not legit you can kind of make that case regardless i would not invest in the market simply because of this i just like anything in the market i, I wouldn't kind of just throw some money at the market because it's santa claus rally week you got to make sure everything you do is backed based on data before you make any type of decision with your hard-earned money but 
cool topic to talk about, especially on Christmas. So I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Once again, Merry Pipmas to you. I hope you guys had a great year. I hope you're having a great day spending it with family and friends. We will keep the Trading Coach podcast going throughout the year on the regular schedule. And I appreciate all you guys have done for me in making this one of the best trading uh, podcasts out there. It's crazy to think this, but that's the, the biggest gift that I've gotten is the support from you guys because I, I know how it was before I had support from anyone. So I appreciate it. Hope you guys are enjoying what I'm doing here. And until next time, plan to trade, trade your plan. Take care.